But I come to give the Lord honor first. Come on, let's honor him this morning. Let's honor him with the clapping of our hands. Let's honor him with the, with the, with the voice of saying hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Let's get it ready to set the atmosphere in this place. Let's set the atmosphere in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. As you can see, the first word it says, I want to clap a little louder than before. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, he's given us liberty in this place. There is freedom in the house. There is space to run. There is space to do what you want to do. Just let's honor him this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, we bless the name of the Lord. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Is there anybody else that happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Can we put our hands together? Can we clap? Clap your hands.
finally sing, sing no more shackles, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yeah. Everybody lift your voice and say, Hallelujah, 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 Any free people in the house this morning? No more shackles, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yeah. Just the congregation, you guys sing. Sing no more shackles. No more One more time, say no more shackles, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Now everybody lift your voice and say, Hallelujah, 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 Lord, you're worthy. Of the glory and the honor, hallelujah. Can't stop praising, can't stop dancing. You've been too good, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you're free in the house, why don't you shout and praise Him this morning? We bless Him. Somebody bless his name this morning. We thank you, Lord, for freedom. I am free to dance. I am free to run. I am free to jump. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Write them on, write them on the tablet of your heart. Write them on the tablet of your heart. I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me. Will forever be fruitful indeed. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one gets to the Father except that He comes through me. Yeah. So 
the hands are going up. Amen. Amen. Just look around, see all the hands that are going up. We're going to trust the Lord this morning. But whatever the needs are this morning, we're serving the God of the Zabra. And as we pray this morning, don't forget to pray for uh, Veronica. Amen. A friend of um, Brother Bradley. Um, just pray for her that the Lord will touch her and give her salvation. Also, we want to pray for Brother Josh Buck this morning. Also, keep him in a prayer that the Lord will continue to heal his body. Amen. Keep my sister also in your prayer. Um, I spoke to her this week. Amen. She she having some ongoing issues with her body, and um, she at the last resort right now. Where you know, um, you know, just keep her in prayer that the Lord will touch her. Whatever the situation is, the Lord will intervene in it. And continue to keep my wife in your prayer t- uh, today. Uh, she take the chance to be held this morning. Amen. Uh, I told her I'm glad that she came out with me this morning. I'm not alone this morning. So keep my wife in your prayers. We pray this morning that the Lord will continue to heal her body and give her a speedy recovery. Amen. Amen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning as we pray. Father God, we love you. We give you all the honor, all the praise this morning. You are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for this day that you have made, O oh God. We want to rejoice and be glad in it. O oh God, for great are you and greatly to be praised. Lord God, there is none like you. Lord God, there is none to compare. You are the one that we adore. You are the one that we put our trust in, Lord God. But we know greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And Father God, as we pray this morning, we ask you to move mightily among us this morning. Oh God, we pray for every hand that raised this morning, oh God. Whatever the needs are this morning, we are touching and agree in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that you will touch them, oh God, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Let your healing virtue move like never before, Lord God. Heal the broken bones, oh God. Heal every person among us this morning, oh God. Let there be anointing upon every person this morning from the pulpit to the pew, Lord God. Let there be a moving like never before. I overshadow of your spirit like never before. Oh God, anoint this place, oh God. Use us for your glory. Oh God, we give you all the honor and all the praise this morning for you are great and greatly to be praised. There is none other like you. There is none to compare. You are the first and the last. You are the immutable God. You are the only wise God. Father God, as we worship you this morning, we ask you, Lord God, to touch Touch this morning. Touch his body, Lord God. Heal him completely, Lord God. Touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. I pray now to touch Veronica this morning, oh God. Touch her body. Touch my sister Doreen this morning, oh God. Touch her body this morning. Touch him heal my wife's body, Lord God. I pray now Lord God, that you move upon us. I pray now to touch the man of God. Oh God, I pray you will continue to anoint him and use him like never before. We worship you, Lord God. We praise you and we thank you in advance for what you're about to do in the mighty name of Jesus. And can we just give the Lord another round of applause as we come to the worship Him in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Presence of the Lord is here. Presence of the Lord is here. Feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout a hallelujah in the house. If you're saved, shout hallelujah. If you're sanctified, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, I feel the presence of God in here. I love that verse that says, when the Lord steps in, he'll bring everything you need. Let the church say healing, power. We need some power in this time. Somebody shout power. Power to tread over serpents and scorpions. Power over any enemy. Somebody shout hallelujah. What a God, what a God we serve. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, clap like this. I love the clapping, I love the clapping, I love the clapping, I love the clapping. Let's praise him in his sanctuary. Let's praise him for the firmament of his power. Let us praise him for his mighty acts. Let us praise him according to his excellent greatness. Let us praise him on the high-sounding cymbal. Let us praise him on the trumpet. Let everything, hallelujah. Let everything, come on everybody. Let everything that has breath. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the presence of God in this place. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Somebody shout hallelujah. Listen, if you came to see, if you came for a performance, you came to the wrong place. I should entreat you to go to New York City, go to Radio City and be performed and be tickled in your ears. But you can't beat anointed singing. You can't be- beat anointed worship. For it's that worship brings healing. It's that worship brings deliverance. And in this time, in this time, America needs deliverance. America needs healing. And America needs the power of God. It's time for offering. It's offering time. I feel the presence of God. I feel the Holy Ghost. God, bring us a fresh baptism. My God, God, bring us a fresh baptism of your Holy Presence. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We can move on now. We're in the best part of worship. For the God is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, hallelujah. I said where the spirit of the Lord is. I said where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. If you need healing, it's in the house. If you need deliverance in your family, it's in the house. If you need joy, it's in the house. Hallelujah. 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 In this atmosphere, go and hug two or three people. Say, welcome to Christ and the church. 
Come out of your seat. Come on. In this sweet atmosphere, we do this all the time. Hug on to them, somebody. Greet somebody. Greet them in the name of the Lord. It's a sweet, sweet atmosphere in here. Pray a, pray a blessing over them. Speak favor over them. Speak a word of God in their life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name, bless his name. Hallelujah. We came to give him honor. We came to give him glory. We came to give him what's due unto the Lord's name. For the name of the Lord, he is a strong tower. Come on, you have this time. You're free to hug your fellow saint next to you. Tell them you're glad to see them. Tell them that we're happy that you came. Tell them that you are in the best place for a miracle, for a breakthrough, for a deliverance, for a financial blessing, financial relief. Just come with your praise. Come with your thanksgiving. Come into his presence with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's a wonder. He's a wonder to me. He's the mighty God. The Prince of Peace is He. He's saving me, keeping me. Hallelujah. From all sin and shame. Wonderful is my Redeemer. Praise His name. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Well, we all greeted. When you return to your seat, put your hands together. Come on, clap unto the Lord when you're turning into your seats. Hallelujah. I just love when the Spirit of God wants to take control in His church. I just love when the people of God have faith enough with all that you've been going through throughout the week. I'm telling you, this is therapeutic for some of you. This is very much therapeutic for stress and for all kind of things that you can't control is upon you. It's time that you come to the house of God and cast every care and burden. And some of you may come with it, but this is the place. I said, this is the place that if you need a therapist, it's in Jesus. If you need a therapist, it's in any of God's people who have the Spirit of God that can pray through through for your breakthrough. We give God thanks again for bringing here on this Sunday. Welcome home to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. And we give God praise for those who are here. If it is your first, of course, according to our methodology, if it's our first, second, if it's your first, if it's your second or third time coming to this place, which we consider you as family, please indicate by standing and saints of God, when they stand, let's give them a round of applause. If it's your first, second time, third time, come on, let's do it, Christ of the Church. Let's stand before the Lord and greet these wonderful people. Wonderful people. Thank you for coming. Come on, love on them, love on them. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining and being a part of our worship experience. And those who are watching, we honor those who are watching on our live stream. Put your hands together for them. They are a part of our church. Thank God for those near and far who's been watching us consistently and also giving to our giving to our church and what God is doing here. 
it's a wonderful thing. They used to sing a song, what a wonderful thing, a very wonderful thing to be free from sin. And have, some of you don't know that song. <laughs> I can tell by looking at it. To be made a joint heir with Jesus, my Lord. Listen, there's no other family you need to be a part of. It's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You need Jesus in your life. You need to be saved. You need to put on the name of Jesus in baptism and be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the mission of the church, and that's what we're going to continue to preach until he comes, calls us home, calls us to, his, to our place where we are going to be with him. We shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. It is time for offering, and we're going to give unto the Lord. I'm so excited to be in God's presence. This is a wonderful church. Saints of God, you are part of what history says is a part of Joel 2. Bible says, in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit. We are just facilitating for the revival that is happening here in Hamilton. And you are giving to the kingdom for such a time as this to be a blessing that we continue to do greater, greater things in his presence and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body. Can we all stand? It is time for offering. You have been welcome, greeted. We give God thanks for everyone in their respective places, as it was said. Please, it is time to give unto the Lord. We have our four ways of giving. It, it will come up on the monitor. And we have our kiosks in the back. Those who are serving in the electronical areas where you can swipe. You can also cash app. You can also, of course, technology has so, so much superior the mind that you can use your phone. And your phone can just touch and it will be sensitive enough to make the transaction on your phone. So you can dare be served by our wonderful guests who are out in the, in the back. Of course, you know where they stand in our four ways of giving. It will come up soon and then later. It's up there. And those who are watching, it also should be appear on your screen, the ways of giving. By my, my cct.faith, by PayPal, by Cash App, and you can mail in to Fort Tennis Court in Hamilton, New Jersey. Are you ready to give? I said, are you ready to give? Boy, <laughs> I know some of y'all fanning yourself. I know you're in God's presence. Listen, it's going to get hotter and hotter because the word of God's going forth. <laughs> but are we ready to give? Please follow the ushers. They will start from the front. You will lead by the ushers. They have a tag on their on their, on their their uh, uh, pocket square. There's a tag that says usher. Please follow the ushers. They'll lead you. And we have a good crowd, so please follow the ushers so there's no traffic. That's the purpose of why we have ushers, that we can have order. And they will lead you from your right. And then you will drop to the buckets in the back. And those who are giving, please look at those in the back while you're uh, exiting. And please greet someone again in Jesus' name. Let's pray unto the Lord that God will bless us. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are wonderful. You are worthy. We give you honor and praise for all that you've done. You are so amazing that you will give us the ability to give unto your kingdom. We pray that you will bless us. We pray that God, you will bless them a hundred, some thirty, some sixty-fold. I pray that there will be a miracle hit the house of your people right now. God, there's someone that may be going through financial struggles. I pray that you will continue to give them endurance, give them faith to believe that God, in your timing, that God, you're the God of the impossibility. For with men, all things are impossible. But with you, all things are possible. Bless and 
Let your will be done in this portion of our worship service. In Jesus' name, as our minister will lead us in music. Why don't somebody give him a hand clap of praise in this place? Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. If everyone can stand to their feet one last time. Hallelujah. You're going to sing one more song, then get out the way. 
make way for the preached word. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody feel like worshiping? Can we just take a few moments just to worship him? Hallelujah. Father, receive my, receive 
in this place. Uh, come on, don't just sing it. Why don't you believe it in this place? Worship. No music. Just sound like one big choir. No voices here. You guys singing, I will. 
church. 
And we thank God for it. A couple weeks ago, we had an entire family got baptized in Jesus' name. And we want to get them their certificate. Brooke, Bailey, we want you to come and get your certificate. Andre, Bailey, we want you to come and get your certificate. Marsha, Bailey, we want you to come and get your certificate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We had folks that got baptized last week. Thank you, Jesus. Brianna Hibbert, where's Brianna? Come on and get your certificate, Bri- Brianna. Different ages, but they're all saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. Sanaya, come on, Sanaya, and get your certificate. Let's give the Lord some praise for what he's doing. Let's give the Lord some praise for what he's doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is great, church. He's doing some wonderful things. He's doing some great things. Bring your family to get saved. Bring your relatives to get saved. Bring your neighbors and those you work with. Bring them to get saved. Hallelujah. And I'm sure we'll have at least one more to get baptized today. Hopefully we'll have more than one, but we know we'll have at least one to get baptized today. We have just experienced the presence of God since the beginning of service this morning. And we're so glad for what God is doing. I want to call your attention to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 8, verse number 5. stand with me for the reading of the word of God as we were worshiping this morning and just lifting holy hands unto the Lord one of our members that's online live streaming Joshua Buck he had got news that he had an infection and that it wasn't going good and he said just this morning as he lifted his hand to worship the Lord his infection is subsiding God has touched him right where he is. He's not even in this building, but God has touched him. For anyone that's here this morning, you have an infection, you have a sickness, you have a disease, you have something that you need God to touch. The healer is in the house. Jesus is in the house. We thank God for all of our online congregation. Amen. For Joe and Barbara, we thank God for them. Amen. For Deborah Brantley, we thank God for her. Amen. Maxine Stevenson. Stephenson, sorry, Maxine. Brother and Sister Wood. Amen. We thank God for them. God is just doing some great things, some wonderful things. Amen. And all of our online congregation, we greet you in the matchless name of Jesus. We're so glad that you're a part of Christ-centered church. And you know that we love you and we're just thankful for you. And for all of you that are here, we welcome you to your home. Hopefully, if you haven't made this your home, this will be your home. Now, I met somebody this morning. I can't remember to say her name because it's a fancy name. 
I met somebody this morning. This is her second time. She was here last week when I was out, and I met her this morning, shook her hand, and we were talking a little bit, and we said, uh, I said, well, I'm glad to have you here. She said, well, I was here last, last week, Pastor. You weren't here. I said, you're right. And so I said, well, we're glad that you're here. She said, well, this is my home now. What is it? MSC? Camisa. That's right. Yeah. See, you all know the fancy names. Camisa. This is her second time, and she said, this is her home. Last week, we had one sister got baptized. This morning, the other sister walked in and says, Pastor, I'm getting baptized this morning. She is not having that. Her sister wasn't going to be baptized by herself in Jesus' name. (laughs) This is the way it's supposed to be. Before I come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, when we were hanging out in the streets and going to parties, when you found a new spot that was hot, come on now, talk to me. You found a new hot spot. You told your closest friends, y'all, you got to come with me to this spot. You would not believe what's going on at this spot. This is a hot spot. Invite somebody to come see what's going on. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 8, verse number 5. We're going to read a little bit, so in case you want to say you didn't get anything from the preaching, you'll at least say, well, I read some good word this morning. In Acts chapter 8, verse 5, the scripture says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached... Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Can I tell you this morning, the Holy Ghost just quickened me to tell me, there's many of us that think that we're doing things by our own intent and our own desires. But we've been bewitched by Satan. Satan is working in our atmosphere. We don't even realize that we've been bewitched. We've been hoodwinked. We've been misguided to think that what we're doing is what we want to do. When in actuality, the devil is working in the background to make you think that. You don't have to leave here today the same way. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying, this man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard because that a a long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. 
Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he, talking about the Holy Ghost, was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then lay there their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this thine wickedness, and pray God, if he perhaps the thought of mine heart may be forgiven thee. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word, and it has gone into our hearing. Allow us to receive it. Allow us, almighty God, to... Make it take root in our hearts and begin to grow and produce good fruit. Lord, have your way in this place. I pray that every heart will be receptive this morning. That every heart will be good ground for the word, the seed, to be planted, to take root and grow. I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to manifest your power with miracles, signs, wonders, and demonstration of your power, Lord God. We thank you for the gathering of the saints of God and for what you're doing in this house. We ask you all of these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Can everybody say amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For a few moments, I just want to talk to you on this topic. Faith for the supernatural. Faith for the supernatural. Somebody say amen. The gospel had now moved from Jewish ter territory into Samaria, where the people were part Jew and part Gentile. God, in his grace, had built a bridge, somebody say bridge, between two estranged people and made the believers one in Christ. And soon he would extend the bridge to the Gentiles and include them as well. Our world needs Jesus, as Brother Bradley said this morning. Because when we all receive the word of God, we become one and there is no separation. That there is, there, there is, we're not against one another, we're for each other. We need Jesus because he brings us together, he doesn't separate us. And as Christians, we ought to do the things that Jesus have already done and continue to to do it by bringing people together, not separating people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Philip did not go to Samaritan or Samaria with what people, with some, what some people call the social gospel. He did not go to talk about 
philosophy, or political subjects. I never forgot a couple years ago, a few years ago, when uh, we were voting for the next president, Christians, forget about the world, I expect that from the world, but Christians stopped speaking to each other because of who they were voting for. Politicians has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. They need to be saved, just like everybody else needs to be saved. Philip had one message and one person to present to the people. The message of redemption and the man Jesus Christ. Almighty God manifest in flesh who accompanied or accomplished the redemption of mankind. The gospel is the message of the power of the kingdom of God and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oftentimes we hear the gospel message preached. We only hear about the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and we say that's the gospel. Well, we have made an error, a grievous error, when we only preach that the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes, the gospel encompasses the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but what it also includes is the power of the kingdom of God. And I believe many of us have not experienced the power of God's kingdom. We have not experienced the healing that God intends for us to receive and deliverance that God expects for us to receive because we leave out the power of the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, watch this. And Jesus, who did it say? Jesus. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of what? So why we don't hear people preaching the gospel of the kingdom more? And healing, here's the gospel of the kingdom, in case you missed it. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame, Jesus' fame, went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Because the gospel is more than the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel includes the power of the kingdom of God. In Romans chapter 1 verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So we see that the gospel is about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. But it also includes us experiencing the power of God, healing Delivering, setting people free. And so when we preach the whole gospel, we will experience the result of it. If we will talk about what God tells us that we need to know, we will experience it. Yes, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, which leads to salvation. But it is also 
the demonstration of the Lord Jesus' authority and power to do great things. When Philip preached Christ, who is the gospel and his kingdom to the Samaritans, there were miracles, there were healings, there were deliverance and salvation. The gospel message is not for salvation only, but it is also a message that the manifested kingdom of Christ has come and it produces miracles and healing and deliverance and signs and wonders. These despised Samaritan, hated by the Jews because of their religious differences, with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. The Lord Jesus granted mighty signs to accompany him as he ministered the word for unclean spirits, crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies, and they were lame people who were healed. And there were great joy in the city. That's what the scripture said. Watch this. The devil don't want you to have joy. As soon as you look like you have some joy, the devil is going to show up. No, he doesn't want you to have joy. He will always try to steal your joy. But I got good news for you. You have to tell the devil, devil, you didn't give me my joy and you're not taking my joy. God gave me my joy and I'm keeping my joy because what God gives to me, he's not taking it back. And I'm not giving it up to the devil. Can I tell you, whenever the Lord Jesus is working... The devil will always show up as a counterfeit. Wherever the Lord is working, the devil will always show up as a counterfeit. He will show up and claim to be a miracle worker, but it's all smoke and mirrors. It's trickery and magic he uses to deceive people. The devil is good at his job, church. He is very good at his job. And I just want to repeat this again. The devil is so good at his job that he makes you think that the things that you're doing is because you want to do it. That's how good he is at his job. He gets you to do what he wants you to do and make you think, well, it's just how I feel. Well, it's just what I want to do. And many times the devil is working in the background and you don't realize it. He's good at what he does. But it's all trickery. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's not real. We just got to know that the devil is, he has no power. And whatever he's doing, he can't do it with power. He's doing it with trickery. He will show up and claim to be some miracle worker. But you got to know it's not legit. One way to discern the work of the devil from the work of Jesus Christ is this. When the devil show up and doing his stuff, my God, help me, Jesus. When the devil shows up and begin to work, he will make you feel good. He will even deceive you to think that he's doing some great things for you. Here's what he will never do. He will never tell you to get saved.
This is why so many of us are walking around saying, oh, God is so good and God did this and God did that. If God is doing so much of that in your life, you should be in church. So when we're not in church and we're telling people how good God is, we better be careful and examine whether that's the Lord or the trickery of the devil. Because God, more than anything else in your life, more than anything else in your life, God wants you to be saved. More than you being rich, God wants you to be saved. More than you wanting to be healed from sickness and disease, God wants you to be saved. So the greatest thing that God wants for any one of us is for us to be saved. So whatever else he does, that's just gravy. That's just what he wants to do. But the thing that he wants most for all of us is that we're saved. The devil will never tell you to go to church. The devil will never tell you to get saved. The devil will never tell you to get baptized. So let me just give you just a quick answer to the exam. If today when I'm done preaching, you feel like you want to get baptized, it can't be Satan. It cannot be the devil. He will never tell you go get baptized. He will never tell you go repent of your sins. He will never tell you get filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He will make you feel good through smoke and mirrors. But he will never tell you to get saved. This is why so many people know about God and they're still lost. Because they're discounting the slippery trickery one is working in the background and making them. Let's, let's just go on a little bit and look at this text a little bit more so you can see what I'm talking about. But when they believe Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Watch this. When you hear me say Simon, just know he's being influenced. By the spirit of the devil. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. And so I pause right here to say this. There is faith that will lead us to salvation that will allow us to experience miracles, healings, and deliverance. And there is belief that derives from lust, self-satisfaction, and self-aggrandizement. Many of us have believed things because of what it can do for us. Many have believed things because of how it's going to make us look. And so the basis for why we believe matters. Let's, let's keep watching this. Simon, who is being influenced by the devil, passed himself off as some great one. While Philip preached Jesus and his kingdom, and declare him as the great one. This is, a, this, this is a, a pastor scripture that I read all the time, and it's just, as people of God, especially preachers, you need to get nervous when you become popular. I don't want to become popular. 
I don't want to be known. I don't want people going around talking about me. I want Jesus to be known. I want people going around talking about Jesus. I want people to know who Jesus is. And if they never know my name and never come to know who I am, I'm great with that. I don't need my name to be popular. I don't want my name to be in lights. Simon went around passing himself off as some great one by using the things of God. Mm -hmm. He was doing trickery, sorcery, and kind of passing it off like he was a godly man. But he was getting all the credit. You see what I'm saying? And so... I don't care how many people are giving their life to Christ. If y'all giving me the credit, I'm nervous. I'm sitting myself down and saying, somebody else needs to preach. <laughs> because if people are getting baptized because of me, we're in trouble. We got to give our life because of Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. Pride, ambition, and pretension of grandeur have always been the downfall of both the world and the church. When we start passing ourselves out off as some great one, look at me, what I'm doing. Hey, look what we're doing. What, God, what is God doing? What are you doing and what is God doing? We better start telling people about Jesus and what he's doing. When we invite people to Christ-centered church, we need to tell them, come and see what Jesus is doing. Don't go telling them about the pastor. It ain't about the pastor. It's about what Jesus is doing. It's not about us, but it's about Jesus. Not about us. But it's about Jesus. Two people can say they believe the preaching of the word of God and both decide they want to give their life to God. But depending on the basis of their belief will determine what become of their life. I've had people, even family members, that came to church and gave your life to God because they was hoping to be the case. Y'all quiet. Y'all don't know people like that? They knew some trouble was down the line. And they're trying to get, get out of that trouble. So they came to church. And they said, I got to give my life to God. But their mind was never on Jesus. Their mind was on how do I get out of this trouble? Ask yourself, where are those people right now? All of those people that decided that they're going to give their life to God or they're going to go to church and get prayed for, if their focus was not on Jesus, ask yourself, where are they right now? So we must understand and know what is the basis for why we believe. What is the basis of our belief? Some of the Samaritans heard the preaching 
concerning Christ and his kingdom and obeyed the plan of salvation and was saved. While Simon believed in the miracles and how he could benefit from them if he too could do them. So some of the Samaritans and Simon wanted the same thing, but for different reasons. Church, can I tell you this? We need to only want salvation for one reason. And that is to please God and be what he called us to be. We don't need salvation because, hey, I'm going Those of you that's been living for God for any amount of time know getting saved don't mean trouble stop. So we already know that, that getting saved don't mean we're not going to have any more problems. I've said it long ago that getting saved means you're going to have more problems than if you didn't get saved. What do you mean by that, preacher? Because when you're not living for God, you're doing what the devil wants you to do so he don't mess with you. So life is easy. You're just flowing. All good. Why? Because you're not doing anything that's opposing Satan. And this is his world. The Bible says he's the prince of the power of this world. He ain't got no power, but it just lists that just to, you know. But, but, but he runs this world. And so when you find yourself not experiencing any real opposition by the devil, don't forget about the stuff that you did to get yourself jammed up. Don't count that. Sometimes we just do stuff against ourselves. But I'm just talking about some serious stuff that's coming your way. The devil don't mess with people that he got under control already. But when you save and you're trying to live right, oh man, he coming against you. When you, 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 when you first get baptized, he, he, he's trying to get at you to stop you from living for God before you get to know more about God. And so, keep coming to church. Keep coming to church because you need God to keep taking care of you and cover you. And you've got a whole church that's praying for you. Keep coming to church. Because that little devil, he is, he is no good. He's slippery. He's trickery. He's conniving. He don't have no power. But sometimes he can trick us to do stuff that we shouldn't be doing. Keep coming to church because you're going to do something fantastic for God. And the devil knows it and he doesn't want it. Yep. That's how you work. That's how you work. The basis of your faith must not be about the things the Lord can do. It must be rest upon Jesus Christ and who he is. And you have to have complete trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, trust the Lord. Tell your other neighbor, you need to trust him. Tell your other neighbor, I'm serious, you need to trust God. Simon continued with Philip not to hear the word of God and learn more about Jesus Christ, but to witness the miracles and perhaps learn how the miracles were done. When we get in church, we got to stay there for God to clean us up and make us right. Because our motives are so messed up. When we, without God, we have messed up motives. The reason why we do things is just messed up. It's all selfish. It's all to get ahead. And, and in us trying to get ahead, we don't care about who we hurt. Let, let me just slip in here and say this real quick. 
A lot of times people don't deliberately hurt people. What happens is they're so centered on wanting to do what they want to do for themselves that you get hurt in the interim. But they weren't really trying to hurt you. This is for somebody. They weren't trying to deliberately do you wrong. It's just they're so caught up in their mess. They're so caught up in what they're trying to do. They're so caught up in how they want to live that they don't care how it affects anybody else. And it may have affected you, but they weren't trying to hurt you. They were just so focused on pleasing themselves. Don't run with it and say, yeah, they did this to me. They really weren't trying to do that to you. They were just so caught up in their selfish ways. That's all it is. They are caught up in their selfish ways. Don't think that they might not care about you. You can care about, when you're living in sin, you can care about people, but the most you care about is you. That shouldn't be when you're living for God. Love your neighbor as yourself. So when we're living for God, we don't do whatever necessary to please ourselves. The Bible said, prefer your brother or your sister over you. So we're not always trying to do everything to please ourselves. But when we don't have God, our motive is to please ourselves. Our motive is to do what we like. And if somebody get in the way, hey, I ain't trying to hurt you, but you need to get out of my way because I'm trying to do me. Isn't that what they like to say? I'm doing me. Don't get mad at them when they try to do them. Just pray that they will see Jesus. Pray that they will come to know who Jesus is. <laughs> in Acts chapter 8, verse 14, the scripture says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I don't think you read anything like that in the Bible that says only they that were baptized in the title's fathers on Holy Ghost. I don't need to get on that, right? Y'all knew, y'all got that, right? Okay, all right, I don't need to get on that. But just for somebody that's never you know, heard it, there's nowhere in the Bible where it ever talk about someone being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Nobody in the Bible has ever been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So if you have ever been baptized that way, you got to get rebaptized today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. I want to point out two things in this text, and I'm almost there. The first thing I want to point out is that the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the infilling of the Holy Ghost goes together. Being filled with the Holy Ghost, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, go together. You need to have them both. This is why the Bible says we must be born again of the water and spirit. So they go together. Water is baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. They go together. You want and you need both. It's okay to have one right now, but just understand you need both. The second thing I would like for you to 
pay attention to is the Lord Jesus did not fill them with the Holy Spirit until Peter and John went to lay hands on them. Can people be filled with the Holy Ghost without hands being laid on them? Yes. 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 And so when I read my Bible, this is how I read my Bible. Okay, Lord. I know, I've seen it, you fill people with the Holy Ghost without hands being laid on them. Why did you make this the requirements in this particular instance? As I read my Bible, why, why, why Lord? Hmm. God will do whatever pleases him. But in this case, he used the laying on of hands to impart to them the Holy Spirit. So I need to share a secret with you in case you didn't notice. God loves us. I don't even think we know how much God loves us. I don't think we understand it. I don't think we can comprehend it because we don't understand love really until we really come to know God. But here's the secret about the Lord. The Lord wants all of us who have faith in him to experience his supernatural and divine power. I'm going to say that again because you probably didn't catch it. The Lord Jesus Christ loves us so much that he wants for us to experience his supernatural and divine power. Everything about the Lord is him trying his best to make us like him. Yes, you can have your own individual personality that he gave you. But he wants you to be like him in characteristics. He wants you to be like him in behavior. He wants you to be like him in power, in authority. And God wants to share his divine, supernatural power with you. Man, you're not believing that. So here is how good God is and how he loves us all so much. He used John and Peter to lay hands on the Samaritans that repented of their sins and got baptized in Jesus' name. Watch this. Whenever we lay hands on you for God to heal you, whenever we lay hands on you, for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> We're all tapped in and connected to God. When we go and put hands on you. And because God wants to connect with us. We have no clue how badly God wants to connect with us. We put hands on you. He begins to flow through us in our body. We begin to feel the power of God flowing through us. And the beneficiary begin to receive the Holy Ghost. And here go two people experiencing God's power, God's ability and authority to do great things in your life. God wants to share his power with all of us. He wants to share why you think in the Bible it says that sooner or later when the day come and he returns, the Bible says we will be like him. 
So you think he's wasting time while we're in church worshiping and praising for nothing? No, it's a development stage till we get to the place where we finally get to meet him in the air and be exactly like him and see him as he is. So all that is transpiring as we assemble together to worship, as we come together to praise Him, all that's transpiring is God sharing Himself with us and we sharing ourselves with Him. That's what church is about. That's what worship is about. That's what praise is about. It's God working in supernatural power through all of us so we can all share in His power. It's not just us coming here and feeling good. The devil can make you feel good. The devil can make you feel good. The devil can make you think you had a miracle when you didn't. But the devil cannot change your life. No, sir. No, ma'am. He cannot change your life. He cannot share with you supernatural divine power because he don't have it. He cannot do it. But the almighty God, your creator who loves you so, he loves you so much that he wants you to experience what's going on with him. The early church, if you will stand with me. The early church had its priorities straight. It was more important to preach Jesus Christ and his kingdom than to achieve status and success or to win the support of the people of the world. Church, as Christians, as ministers of the gospel, our goal must not be to achieve status in this world. Our goal should not be success according to this world. I told you a long time ago that if I was going to be a crooked preacher... I will preach to you what you like to hear. I'll, I'll sing preach. Ah, you know what I mean? Start doing all that stuff. You know y'all like that stuff. When the preacher start going, ah, and he's like, ah. You know, y'all like all that stuff. So if I wanted to be a crooked preacher, that's what I was going to do. I was going to tell you what you like to hear. And you'll just keep coming. And then I'll tell you, if you give... If, then, then I'll say this. If somebody got $5,000 right now, you run up right now and put it in a bucket, God's going to bless you. I'll tell you stuff like that. So a seed, thank you. If somebody becomes sowing $5,000 seed, if I was going to be crooked, that's what I would be doing. And I know there's some churches that encourage you hey entrepreneurship is good they encourage you get your own business yeah when you get your own business and you make money you bring tides in I shouldn't be saying that right I shouldn't be telling the secrets the preacher that I am 
which I hope I'm pleasing Jesus, I'm going to tell you, follow the path that God has for your life. I don't know what that path is. I don't Follow the path that God has for your life. I'm not going to tell you to go start a business that you're going to crash and burn and lose your soul. All because you're trying to be affluent. Let me use the word they like to use. You're trying to be affluent. You know, you're trying to make sure you got status out there. Crooked preacher, if I tell you, go start your business. If God didn't tell me to tell you, go start your business, I'm not telling you that. Because that's not what this church is for. This church is about preaching the gospel. This church is about talking about Jesus. This church is talking about being saved, being sanctified, being Holy Ghost filled, living right, walking right, talking right, living by faith, and trusting God for everything. It's about Him. That's what we're going to do. Oh, God, I feel the power of God. And I'm telling you right now, church, hear me. I tell you by the power of the Spirit of God. This church is going to be so packed. We're going to knock this wall down soon and extend this church. Because, let me tell you why it's going to be packed. Not because of anything other than the Lord will send people. But let me tell you why. We're only so, we're one of the few that's still telling you, be holy. We're one of the few that's still telling you, live righteous. We're one of the few that's still telling you, Pray, pray, pray. We're, we're, the, we're still one of the few that's telling you the word of God just the way it is, not to make it sound good, not to make you feel good. I'm not here to make you feel good. Jesus can do that all by himself. Jesus can make you feel good all by himself. I'm only here as a servant. I'm only here as a conduit. I'm only here as an instrument of God. I'm under his authority and I speak only what he says. Oh, this place will be wall to wall pretty soon because people are going to come in here. Brother Scarlett, they're going to come in here and they're going to say, what's going on in here? We got a ballet studio next door and people bring their children to the ballet studio. And yesterday, Brother Scarlett was talking to somebody that brought her family to the ballet studio. And he was talking to her and said, hey, if you ever want to come in one day and, and, and come and have worship with us, we'd love to have you. The lady and her two children said, can we come in? Brother Scarlett said, absolutely, come on in. Her foot hit the front door. And she got in here and she says, oh my goodness, this place is holy. I don't know what her background is. I don't know where she go to church. All she said was, this place is holy. That's what we're trying to achieve, is to be holy. I'm not telling you we all got it together, but we will not let down from preaching holiness. We will not let down from preaching righteousness and faith. And you must be born again. You must speak with tongues in order to say, I have the Holy Ghost. It's the Word of God. It's not my Word. Ain't my Word. 
And so that's what this church will stand for. If God gives me the strength to keep preaching, if God allow me to keep preaching, that's what He's going to make me preach. And you don't feel no kind of way. Just as much as God talked to your heart, just receive it. Don't pay me no mind. Listen to the words that's coming out of my mouth. And what God says to your heart as I'm speaking, you just grab onto that and say, God, help me. We ain't here to judge nobody. We ain't here to talk about nobody. We're just here to declare God's word. It ain't our word. It ain't about us. But it's about Jesus. <laughs> Woo! If you're here today and you are ready to give your life to Jesus, just like the scripture says, and you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you can come real quick. I don't want to keep you here all day. You want to get baptized and give your life to Christ? Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Woo! Is there somebody else? I got two. Is there somebody else? I got two. This is, this is his first time. He's a guest. First time. He want to get baptized in Jesus' name. Woo! Is there somebody else? Is there somebody else that want to give their life to Christ? It's about Jesus. It's not about us. He's got a great plan for your life. He's got a great plan for your life. Will y'all get them ready for baptism? Take them. They're going to get you changed. Ministers, baptism committee, will you get them changed for us, please? You take her. Let's go. Get him ready. We're going to show the baptism on the overhead. So when we're over, you can just remain. If you want to see it, you don't have to go over to here. We'll show it on the overhead. Is there somebody else? You've never been baptized in Jesus' name. Ah. Listen, I don't know how many places you go and they tell you how to get saved. Remember what I said in preaching today. The devil don't tell you to get saved. The devil will do things to make you feel good. He will do things to say, I bless you, but he won't tell you, now go get saved. He just won't do it. So if you feel like you need to get saved today, that's the Lord. It ain't me, it's the Lord. Is there anybody else? Woo! I feel the power of God. Oh, can we worship him just for a moment? Can we worship the Lord just for a moment? Can we just worship him? God is in this place. Will you give your heart? Will you give yourself to him? There's a couple more people. There may be one more or two more people. You're hesitant, but God wants to save you today. Will you come? Will you come? God wants to save you today. Woo! In the name of Jesus. If you need healing today, if you need healing, will you come? Anybody in the house that you need God to touch your body, you need to be healed. Come on. You're going to be healed today. Woo. In the name of Jesus, by the authority of your word and the power of your name, receive healing from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Be healed oh, in Jesus' name. the crown of your head 
to the sole of your feet by the authority of the word of God by the power of the name of Jesus receive healing in your body receive healing in your body receive healing in your body God touch your touch your mind Lord give her a sound mind sound mind sound mind help me be focused come on you know God is a miracle working God from the crown of your head from the crown of your head
give your heart and your mind to me. You can trust me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even when you thought you were alone, I was with you. That's why you ended up here this morning. Because I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. Now, watch what I will do if you will trust me, obey me, and let me do what I do. Oh, hallelujah. You need to thank God. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, church. Give God some praise. Let's thank him today. Let's thank him today. See the baptism. We love you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.